the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Rebecca, it's the final hour of the show. Cold outside. I guess it's going to get colder. Colder, colder. But 49 degrees in Aurora, 52 over there in hell, otherwise known as Denver, Colorado. And uh, overnight low tonight is going to be in the 30s. So... Get your sprinklers blown out. You'll be fine this week because we get back up in the 70s, 75 Monday, 80 degrees on Tuesday. Then it starts cooling again. But you know it's coming, and you want to stay safe. A beautiful day tomorrow, though, for the rally in solidarity with Israel put on by the Israeli-American Council of Colorado and five other organizations, 2 p.m. on the at the Colorado State Capitol. Typically, those are on the west steps, but it doesn't say so here, but obviously you'll be able to find it. And uh, if you're getting ready to vote, make sure you vote no on Preparation H. HH. going to cost you a whole lot of money. You're going to get a small check for a little while and then cost you a whole lot of money over time. And then the big one for the Colorado State GOP, the Centennial Dinner coming up just uh Three weeks from today, Saturday, November the 4th, in Loveland at the Embassy Suites by Hilton with our special guest, Carrie Lake, and presidential candidates have been invited. You just never know. Meals are always good. Camaraderie is great. Carrie Lake is phenomenal. And so I'd love to see you there. I will certainly be attending, and I hope you'll check that out. You can get your tickets at Colorado GOP. C-O-L-O-G-O-P dot org. C-O-L-O-G-O-P dot org. So Ron DeSantis trying to make some hay out of statements that Donald Trump made. And what better way to tee it up than with Marshall Zellinger from Nine News, who naturally could not do a segment about Colorado State Representative, Democrat Socialist of America, Israel-hating, non-Hamas terrorism-condemning State Representative Tim Hernandez. Uh, He wanted to make a comment about that, but of course he also then had to be sure and bring in Republicans, always equivocating. So, And he mentions Donald Trump. We'll start here with this. There should be no wavering, no doubt whatsoever. That when women are raped and murdered and babies are slaughtered, that is disgusting, that is wrong. Democratic State Representative Tim Hernandez acknowledges that today. Prior to the apology, he drew criticism from Jewish Democratic State Senator Daphne Michelson-Janay for his social media likes and his attendance at this rally at the state capitol in support of Palestinian resistance in Gaza, which took place on the same day as the attack. State House Republicans and the chair of the Colorado... So, of course, that's useful that he um, makes those comments, points out what was said, condemns it, but couldn't leave it there, could he? The Republican Party, Dave Williams, want Hernandez expelled from the legislature. 
Let me find here in my notes the outcry from Williams and House Republicans. Any of the times conservative podcaster Joe Altman said Colorado Democratic elected leaders are treasonous who should be hung because the penalty for treason is death. I think I have it here somewhere right next to their condemnation of former President Trump, who on Wednesday called Hezbollah smart. Hezbollah is another terrorist organization to the north of Israel, separate from Hamas. You know what? I must have misplaced it. In fact, Williams himself called Colorado Republicans treasonous when they filed a lawsuit to keep Trump off the ballot in Colorado next year. Should a state representative like Tim Hernandez be absolute in their disgust of the rape, murder, and kidnapping of innocent people? Yes. Should we be equal in our outrage, like when treason and death are just thrown about flippantly? I would hope so. Yeah, so, of course, you couldn't keep the focus on Hernandez. And you try to equate someone who stands very strongly in the position that elections are stolen with terrorists who behead children and rape babies. This is your corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine in action. It's absolutely disgusting. And then tries to make it sound like when Colorado State GOP Chairman Dave Williams said it was treasonous for Republicans to sue to keep Donald Trump off the ballot and that they should, he didn't say, he didn't say hung, that was the other guy, that it was treasonous, that he actually meant that people should die. Obviously, he was not using treason in the criminal sense. It was a generalized statement. People use that word when they don't mean you should be caught, arrested, convicted, and hung. Amazing how the radical left in the media will cover for disgusting Democrat positions. But you also probably noticed that Zellinger mentioned Donald Trump and Donald Trump saying that Hezbollah was smart. So he did make that statement. We'll play it for you here in just a minute. But good old Ron DeSantis, good old failing, falling, flailing Ron DeSantis, who I respect and admire as the finest governor in the United States of America, perhaps, had to pounce on it. And here's what he said. So with the BB, attacking BB uh, was a huge mistake. And he harbors resentment to BB because BB congratulated Biden after the 2020 election. So it was personal for him to come out and take shots at BB just days after Israel had suffered the worst terrorist attack in its history. A leader should rise above that, even if you have personal grievances, rise above that, uh, show solidarity and do what's best for the overall effort. Uh, so you aren't going to see me taking pot shots at these leaders, especially leaders that have been strong allies of the United States of America. But I think that was an example of Donald Trump taking his issues and projecting that on to this current situation in a way that was a distraction and was not helpful at all. As a president, uh, you've got to be willing to let a lot of that stuff go under the bridge. You can't respond to everything you perceive as a personal slight. You've got to rise above that. You've got to look higher. And you've got to focus on what's best for the, for the American people. Yeah, but DeSantis just grasping at anything and everything to try and move his failing, falling poll numbers 
understand there may be a big DeSantis buy coming up. Is it New Hampshire, the first primary state? I, I think it was. Just can't seem to get one iota of traction there. So what were they talking about? What did Donald Trump actually say? This is a, this is a bifurcated clip. So sort of two sections from a single speech that Donald Trump gave where he made the statements that were referenced by Zellinger, who Alexa reminds us, good old Marshall, I just want to be like Kyle Clark Zellinger. Yeah, well, he's he's a good second. Um, but here are the two statements that are being referred to. I'll never forget that Bibi Netanyahu let us down. That was a very terrible thing. I will say that. And. Uh, so when I see uh, sometimes uh, the intelligence, you talk about the intelligence or you talk about some of the things that went wrong over the last week, uh, they've got to straighten it out because they're fighting potentially a very big force. They're fighting potentially Iran. All right, let's just pause that for a second. Ooh, I think I'm going to make it start over. Well, it's not that long. But anyway, um, he's ta- he d- didn't hear anything about it. he congratulated Biden. Of course he congratulated Biden. Can you imagine being Bibi Netanyahu, again, prime minister of Israel, knowing how much he has to rely on whomever, whoever is in charge of the United States military, the commander in chief. And it's the diplomatically correct thing to do. Why that would offend I've never heard Trump say he congratulated Biden. That's just something it sounds to me like DeSantis made up out of whole cloth. What Trump was talking about is when America went after General Soleimani, the tremendously dangerous Iranian general and terrorist to take him out. Trump was expressing his disappointment that Netanyahu did not provide intelligence that was available that would have helped our forces in tracking down and taking out Soleimani. So that disappointed him. And then he's also commenting, I mean, is it wrong for us, for instance, to comment about the intelligence that allowed the lack of intelligence, the lack of communication between our agencies that allowed 9-11 to occur? Of course not. If you don't point it out, if you don't address it, if you don't talk about it, then is there any reason to think it would change in this massively slow-moving, poorly-functioning government that we have. And so Trump was talking about the massive intelligence failure it had to be that could allow the kind of invasion and massacre that went on in Israel last week. Not Governor DeSantis. Oh, he congratulated Biden. Where in the world did that come from? So we'll have to play that part over, and then we'll get to the second piece. I'll never forget that Bibi Netanyahu let us down. That was a very terrible thing. I will say that. And uh, so when I see uh, sometimes uh, the intelligence, you talk about the intelligence or you talk about some of the things that went wrong over the last week, uh, they've got to straighten it out because they're fighting potentially a very big force. They're fighting potentially Iran. Two nights ago, I read all of Biden's security people. Can you imagine national defense people? And they said, gee, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack from the north because that's the most vulnerable spot. I said, wait a minute. You know, Hezbollah is very smart. They're all very smart. Oh, my God. So Trump was praising Hezbollah. Just ask Zellinger, Zellinger, 
and DeSantis. He was pointing out the and you know, is it hard to believe that it was intentional on behalf on behalf of the Biden administration to point out the weak link, the weak area for Israel? And is it wrong for Trump to know that these people are they they have so little strength compared to Israel? So of course they're paying attention to everything. They have to rely on terrorism. They have to rely on strategy. They have to rely on what apparently was intelligence failures or misdirection or whatever it was that allowed Israel to be so vulnerable last week. But to try and make that sound like Trump is, you know, praising Hezbollah, no, he's pointing out the either hypocrisy or stupidity or downright anti-American sentiment from the Biden administration and saying that Hezbollah is not so stupid that they're not going to be able to hear those signals and act upon them. It's just so strange how hard people have to try uh, to find flaws. And, you know, one of the things people like about Donald Trump, and I've certainly come to like it more since I've gotten to know him just a little bit, is he speaks what's on his mind. There there are very few filters, and maybe that can be a bad thing sometimes. But how often has he been proven correct? The media gasps and cries out, and Trump claims that his his wires are being tapped in Trump Tower, and it turns out his wires were tapped. I mean, and it's an inartful. It's electronic now. We're not tapping wires, but tapping phones. Russia collusion, the hoax, all of it. And time after time after time, he's right. And he's right about the election as well. And look at the price that he's paying because of it. And yet he's still standing strong. And Republicans are supporting him. I'll see if I can find this during the break, which we're up against now. But Democrats in large numbers, apparently, are talking about the fact that they are willing to vote for Trump. And it's not because they love him. It's because under Democrat control, in Democrat-controlled cities like Denver, like Portland, like Atlanta, like Chicago, on and on and on, and especially on our southern border, on our perception, how we're perceived around the world under this democratic control. Do you remember things ever being this bad? Do you remember them ever being this bad? No. I mean, it's just simply that simple. So we will talk more about that. People are saying, come on, man, play the Ken Buck audio, play it, play it. Well, we've got it and we'll do it when we return here on 710 KNUS. Marmalade, 1969. Song pops up here now and then for, for some obvious reasons, and uh, I do love it very much. Very sad. Before we get to the phones, National Teachers Union a year ago, the uh, LGBTQ plus caucus created a website and a badge for public school employees that 
literally promotes a how-to guide for anal sex, bondage, rimming, domination, sadomasochism, muffing, and fisting. Some of those you might have to look up to figure out what that means, but, um, you know, use your imagination. The treasurer of the Colorado Teachers Union now is showing off the, quote, safe space badge, which he got for staff and teachers. It's the same damn thing. This is what the people in charge of your kids' education are shoving down their throats and into their impressionable minds. It is just so terrifying. So terrifying. One of the text messages that came in is, you know, how do we stop it? Well, first of all, you have to know what's going on. And we've been asleep at the wheel for so dang long. But we're not asleep anymore. People are waking up. People are pushing back. And people are saying enough is enough. Apparently, according to uh, breaking news, the Israel takeover, their invasion of Gaza, their clearing out of the Hamas terrorists is being delayed. And right now they're uh, actually working their way through the tunnel system. system. They're going to take out all the tunnels. So I guess they've delayed the the infiltration, the invasion of Gaza until they get, man, these tunnels, the pictures they're showing, it's just amazing. And how in the world was Trump wrong to question how Israeli defense and Israeli intelligence was unaware of the existence of some of these? But I can guarantee you they ain't going to be in existence for long. USS Ford Strike Group now moving in, and uh, US, the USS Eisenhower now moving in. It's just incredible. What are we watching? Where are we? All right, I was talking about the Trump comments. I played them. In fact, let's play them once more, and then we'll talk to Mike in Aurora about them. I'll never forget that BB Netanyahu let us down. That was a very terrible thing. I will say that. And uh, so when I see uh, sometimes uh, the intelligence, you talk about the intelligence or you talk about some of the things that went wrong over the last week, uh, they've got to straighten it out because they're fighting potentially a very big force. They're fighting potentially Iran. Two nights ago, I read all of Biden's security people. Can you imagine? National defense people. And they said, gee, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack from the north. Because that's the most vulnerable spot. I said, wait a minute. You know, Hezbollah is very smart. They're all very smart. All right. Ron DeSantis tried to make some hay out of those. Uh, Channel 9 tried to make a little hay out of one of those. Mike has thoughts. Mike, welcome to the show. Yeah, Randy, this habit of speaking Trump out of context, it's nothing new. I've, I've even seen it in my own personal life. Before this, uh, they claimed, oh, Trump said Putin was brilliant, and he's in, he just loved him. I've seen this happen in my own personal life, too. And I even had a, a mild disagreement with a woman I worked with. I don't think she's with us anymore. I said, uh, people just, uh, they, don't, they don't hear, they don't listen. And she, she disagreed. She said, they, they know, they listen. And so I, I say... Communication is an art, and, and try as hard as you may, 
people are going to miss your message. I've learned that. So, what do you think? Well, I certainly agree with that, and and that's very common in human interaction. But it's it's just a whole different world in the political spectrum. We have an entire corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine that spins and and decontextualizes and outright lies about words and intentions and actions of anybody with whom they, as a body, disagree. And uh, I'm, I really get frustrated with Republicans who think, you know, well, we shouldn't say this, we shouldn't do that, because the media is going to use it against us. Well, what else is new? I mean, they're going to find something no matter what you do. I remember yeah. when in the 2016 election, Trump was, they tried to say he, he mocked disabled people. And they show a video oh, where, yeah, yeah where, and there was a disabled person in the in the audience, I think, on that day. And he's moving his hands around and going, ah, you know, like, um, I forget the name of the disease. Um, but if you you go back and you can find compilations of videos where he ma- he makes those same gestures and those same expressions um, when he's making different points. It had nothing to do with mocking disabled people. And it's just another example of the outright lies. Yeah, you're right. I mean, in the political realm, it is uh, it is intentional and deliberate. Um, I was just uh, saying in the uh, in the personal realm, I think there's a misunderstanding. And uh, but you know, you, you see what I'm saying. Well, we certainly have to be careful in our interactions with people because, especially in this, you know, where people are so sensitive, where. We're creating safe spaces for our college students where they can go and, you know, have a good cry and and be out of the limelight, blow bubbles. I mean, this literally is happening on our college campuses. You you have to be a little careful about what you say because people can take you wrong. And, man, you can you can lose a career. You can lose a business. You can certainly lose a friendship or even a family member. Yeah. Walking on eggshells, that's why I don't talk. Too, too many people, too much. <laughs> well, I I would encourage you to bust out of that, my friend, because you know yeah. to hell yeah. to hell with them. I mean, if if they're that kind of a friend, if they're that kind of a family member, do you care? What have you well, lost? You know. Well, uh, I I don't uh, I don't know self defense, and I don't carry a, a sidearm. Ah, you don't <laughs> want to get beat up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's I mean, a reasonable moderating factor, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or shot uh, uh, drive by a gun. <laughs> yeah. Driving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You got to be careful in this world, but uh, you know you have to tread lightly uh, and uh, carry a swift sword. Well, yeah, you you can certainly train up and, you know, build a little self-confidence there. But I'll tell you, Mike, a biker friend of mine uh, was talking about this very issue. And and she is she's a very tough person and very strong and, you know, good shape and good health and the whole nine yards. And she said. There are times and places now where I don't speak my mind anymore because literally the left will assault you. And oh God, yeah. yeah, and you know some of these some of these leftist women are are pretty buff or men who've decided they're women or whatever. Uh you know, pre- pretty husky. And so oh, yeah. 
Yes, I worked with some of those. But I, I just encourage her to, you know, obviously don't put yourself, don't, don't pop off in a crowd of left wingers because you will get beat up there. The videos are just immense of crowds falling on conservatives or uh, someone standing up for Israel or something like that. But yeah. on the other hand, we can't be silent anymore. Look at what we've gotten by not only being silent, but simply not paying attention, not knowing what was being done to our kids in schools, what was being, what was being uh, manipulated through Hollywood and uh, social media and everything else. But I'll tell you what, thanks to Elon Musk, thanks to people with courage, thanks to Donald Trump refusing to back down and go off into retirement, we are learning so much now. And that's got to inspire people to have courage as well, I think. Now I remember who, who said that, uh, walk softly and carry a big stick. You remember who it was? Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, there yep. you go. Yep, yep, absolutely. And that's, that's, that's word of wisdom. <laughs> Indeed it is. Well, Mike, thanks for waiting. Thanks for weighing Thank in. You. Have a good rest Thank of your weekend, sir. Thank you. Bye. Brett Hume reporting, quote, So what did Bre President Biden do? Yes, wait for it. He granted executive clemency to the three Iranian operatives whom Iran demanded that he release, not so they could go back to Iran, not so Iran could have them back, but so Iran could have them here, so Iran could keep them here. What in the world are we allowing to happen? What is going on right under our nose or even being reported on, but no action being taken? It is absolutely incredible. All right, you've waited for it, and you know I I like Ken Buck, but I do not understand this. Well, both uh, Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise voted to decertify the electors. I don't know that it's going to be a very big factor at all. I think the factor, uh, George, is that we continue to perpetuate a lie about the 2020 election being stolen, that we talk about the January 6th uh, events as a unguided tour of the Capitol, that we are uh, pretending that the uh, people who assaulted police officers and destroyed federal government property are political prisoners. That hurts our ability and, and credibility to move forward with the American people and tell the American people that we have a serious issue with spending. We, as Republicans, can do a better job securing our border. We know how to deal with inflation. We can deal with the crime issue in our cities. That's the problem I think we have when we continue to perpetuate the myths that we're perpetuating. Oh, Ken, who knew you, man? Who knew you? January 6th as an unguided tour? Who says that? Who says that? Who accepts or supports anyone who created violence, who did damage, who tried to injure a police officer? But who in the world suggested that the Capitol Hill police shoot down on the peacefully assembled protesters outside of the Capitol with flash bombs and smoke and other uh, inciting elements, people who are just peacefully standing there, who stands up for and how can you say that it's wrong to stand up for the people who were invited into the Capitol, waved into the Capitol by Capitol Hill police? I, I, 
it's just exhausting sometimes trying to to push back on this stuff. Ray Epps finally charged with a crime. Remember, number one on the FBI's most wanted list, then suddenly taken off, then interviewed by the January 6th committee, then made it to be some kind of a hero in spite of the fact that he is the only person that I've seen actual video of inciting people, directing people to the Capitol, moving a barricade at the Capitol, and he's charged with a misdemeanor. What is going on? Is it wrong to talk about the videos that we've seen of people changing out of their typically Antifa black garb into MAGA hats and and MAGA, you know, patriot stuff before they join the march to the Capitol, the one where President Trump said peacefully go and encourage Congress to do the right thing. We're not perpetuating a myth. I don't think grandmas who were invited into the Capitol walked along the carpet should be facing any kind of charge at all. And Ken Buck, even if you see it differently, why aren't you talking about the fact that President Trump called for the National Guard, offered the National Guard before January 6th. But he couldn't send it. He didn't have the authority to impose it on Washington, D.C. He didn't have the authority to impose it on the Capitol. Instead, the mayor of Washington, D.C. had to say, yes, we would like it. Please send. Nancy Stretch Pelosi had to say, yes, let's create a safe place at the Capitol on January 6th. They didn't want a safe place. They didn't want the effort to decertify the election and give the states that had questions simply 10 more days to look at it. All perfectly legal. All perfectly constitutional. All perfectly appropriate. Why isn't Ken Buck talking about the people being charged with felonies for being supposedly false electors when the only way if you do challenge an election, and it's happened before, Hawaii, I think, you have to have an alternate. They're not false electors. They're an alternate set of electors. Ken Buck knows these things. Why is he not talking about it? If he doesn't believe that the election was stolen, then why doesn't he explain all the laws that were changed unconstitutionally, the Democrat effort to maintain those laws, even though COVID is well behind us? Why doesn't he talk about the people who have been charged and now convicted of election fraud? Why doesn't he talk about the videos that we've all seen of ballots being pulled out from under tables, ballots being taken out of the back of trucks? Oh, those ballots belong there. Really? Then why did they pull a phony alarm and say, we've got a water leak, everybody out, when it was just a a toilet that was running. And once they got the Republicans out, why why was it only then that they started pulling out those ballots? It's just, there's just so much of it. And there are so many issues that Ken Buck could focus on that would still be appreciated by conservatives. I cannot believe that he is intending to run for Congress one last time. When you hear that, that was on this week with George Stepan all of us. When you hear that kind of diatribe, 
with no context, no pushback, no understanding of where the other side is coming from. It just makes absolutely no sense. Is this who Ken Buck always was? Remember, he's the guy who got caught on video when he was making a Senate run. Would you ask those crazy Tea Party people to stay away from me? Because they kept asking him about the Second Amendment. No wonder he lost the Senate race. There wasn't a ton of enthusiasm. Big faux pas and meet the press the weekend before that race. And so unless he really is heading toward a media career, I don't understand what he's doing. He's not clarifying the truth. He's not educating his longtime now supporters. What is this, his third term? He's alienating them, and not with truth, but with blanket conclusions, blanket statements. And, of course, he'll never get a pushback or a challenge from George Stepan Olivas, from Jake Tapper, from the folks over there at MSLSD. Those are the places he's going. Those are the places he's apparently looking for a job. Oh, we are in trouble here in Colorado. Just such bad and deep trouble. But we got to keep talking about it. We got to keep pushing back against it. We got to keep organizing. We've got a chance to do some good in this upcoming election here in just a couple of weeks, a little more than that. Get rid of HH, elect some conservative school board members, city council members, etc. We usually do pretty good in these off year elections. You should be getting trained as a poll watcher, a poll judge. You should be watching these elections. Shenanigans are already going on in nursing homes. Perhaps government-sponsored shenanigans. Looking into some of that right now. Happy to report on it when we get to the bottom of it, if we do. Can't quit fighting. And I'll tell you what, based on the enthusiasm and the turnout at, for instance, Tea Party meetings and nationally, the way people are responding to this government, the way people are stepping up to support Jim Jordan, the way people pushed the issue and said enough is enough with Kevin McCarthy, they're terrified over there on that old guard Republican soft underbelly segment of the Republican Party. And I, for one, love it. Speaking of segments, we've managed to get our way to the last one, so we'll take our final break of the night, and uh, we will see you on the other side. Stay with us, 710 KNUS. Reflections of my life. All right. So Elon Omar is using photos of kids who were killed in Syria years ago by Assad and Iran to say that those are kids who got killed in Gaza. She's reposting pictures. It's just disgusting. And the pictures are tragic. Just these lined up children wrapped in white. It, God, I, these people are in our Congress. And they're not condemned. And Kevin McCarthy, uh, to his credit, did take some action, removed them from uh, from some specific, and I can't think of which um, c- 
commis- committees that they were on, the specific names. I, I'm just so full of brain fog tonight. But, uh, uh, you know, that was a good action. But this is just unbelievable. You are being propagandized every single minute. And you've got to be aware of it. You have got to stay on top of it. Israel apparently is reporting that the Hamas commanders who orchestrated the terror attack have now been killed. So that's some good news. Thanks to the texter for that. And this one's interesting from Fran. All Trump had to say is, quote, bomb the bastards. He makes an ass of himself way too often. I can't stand him and will vote for him a third time. I would love to know what those statements are. So often he is called out and criticized for saying something that down the road, get to the bottom of it, get to the backside of it, or the latest, you know, exaggerated drama that's cooked up by the by the press, by the left, by the Democrats has passed. And then you go back and look and it was true. Fran goes on. Tim Hernandez got non-renewed fired by DPS, which is in desperate need of teachers. It's telling that the story behind his dismissal hasn't been leaked. We talked earlier about the Black Lives Matter and and Palestinian and Iranian and other flags that he had in his classroom when he was teaching in Denver public schools, but no American flag. Surely there are administrators and teachers who would love to dump on this racist, Jew-hating, mainstream Democrat. Well, apparently not. Where are they? Of course, you know, if they do, then someone like like uh, Zellinger will come out, Marshall Zellinger will come out and equivocate. Oh, yes, well, that's that's bad what he said. But Republicans, but Trump. And again, so often take things out of context when they do it. And back to Ken Buck for just a second. You know, where was he complaining about, um, you know, talking about elections or um, or being willing to sit and fight for or fight back when there are questions about elections when Democrats were doing it time after time after time? Not sure which... Uh... Gore was president right now. He should be. Well, he actually got elected. Uh, Well, good. (laughs) (laughs) A battle that, by the will of the people, should have ended in victory. But tens of thousands of Florida votes either were not counted or tossed out in the 2000 presidential election. Five Supreme Court justices trumped the votes of 51 million Americans. Uh, We should have let the entire state be recounted so it was clear um, that Al Gore actually won the state of Florida. And Al Gore won the election. We had the election stolen from us. You must admit that. They stole it. And we need a leader to help us get revenge. I voted for Al Gore. He won the election. They usurped the the powers of the Florida Supreme Court and and, and intervened. Uh, It was a fix as far as we're concerned. You know, there's no polite way to talk about it except... The fix was in. After the election, when you stole the election, you came back here and said, get over it. No, we're not going to get over it. You know it. I know it. They know it. We won that election. Constantly shifting vote tallies in Ohio and malfunctioning electronic machines, which may not have paper receipts, have led to additional loss of confidence by the public. 
Kamala. Systems to audit, Why isn't she in but jail? But also what they can do around um, best practices and, and best machinery. Um, we are talking with them about the fact that it is probably best that you do not have your election system connected to the Internet because that will create greater vulnerabilities. And then look at where we are now in this year of our Lord 2018. We're talking about paper ballots, but that actually might be one of the smartest systems. Going back to, you know, a day when we could we could have something tangible that we can hold on to because Russia cannot hack a piece of paper like they can a computer system connected to the Internet. That's OK when Trump was in office. And, and why does Kamala? That's five years ago. Why does Kamala uh, like, uh, uh, times? It's just so strange, that person. And Ken Buck, instead of of pushing back on your own supporters who believe there is injustice in what's happened to January Sixers, why aren't you calling out Democrats for this garbage? I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. you got to be ready to throw a punch. You have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish we were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take them out now. Okay. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Yeah, Blake's right. I'd like to see that uh, behind the gym, as Biden said, little scuffle between Trump and creepy, sleepy, wobbly, falls up the stairs. Even three of them on a stage, Joe Biden, just how how is it possible that we are living here in this America with this leadership? It it virtually makes absolutely no sense. Did the left decry Kamala Harris when she said in 2018, we need paper ballots? We shouldn't have voting machines that can connect to the Internet Absolutely not. One of the good guys, the guy who voted to drain the swamp. Now, I don't know if this is true. Texter says that Ken voted in favor of drag queen shows for the military and that this texter called him about it and challenged him. I wonder what that conversation was like. Listen, prayers for Israel, prayers for Bibi Netanyahu. Prayers for those of us who are exposed and vulnerable to attacks. And of course, and please, prayers for my dreamy girl in heaven. Tana, I love you so much and miss you. And then for the rest of us stuck here in between on earth, always remember this position because I believe in it. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.